Okay. All right. We're Let's back. We're back. Hi, Fred. I got a mouthful of oatmeal. He's got a mouthful of oatmeal and one nipple out. Mm. John's back. Here, we'll Don't you guys it. wish we did the we did the latest <laughs> the trends in in podcasts of it also being a YouTube channel where you could look at us? Don't you wish we did that so you could see John's nipple? <laughs> you can see it. It's very exposed. Yeah, it's right there. I'm looking at it. Listen, Will and I have been putting in serious work. Yep. <laughs> Will doing less, me doing more. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. You bitch. Uh, I hope everyone is good and tired of Halloween, but it's going to, this will probably come out before Halloween, right? Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. We're going to talk about, uh, outside of one movie, decidedly not horror stuff today. So. Yeah. You all need a break. There was, okay. So we've been away for a little bit. There was, we were, there was going to be a fun horror episode, but my guest, you've probably heard him talk about Corey Pop, decides to, oh, I'm working on, so people are looking at a script of mine. Um, oh, you guys didn't do it? No, because he's Mr. Hollywood now. Oh. He's Mr. Shades on, top down. Well, cool. I know. And it's like, that's fine. I'm glad you're successful. Well, it's fine. We can be the one people who did not do a horror-related thing except the one movie we'll talk about. I am fine. (laughs) Yes, and we are, hey, again, because now we're never going to have to say it anymore. We love horror. Yep. But you all need a break. Yep. (laughs) You're eating too many Almond Joys, and you're going to get a tummy ache. I gotta host two more, and we'll see if I make it through them without, like, quietly vomiting down the front of my shirt. Just because I'm tired, not because I don't love the movies. Because I Where do. you spittle on yourself like a baby. Yeah, just like truly, like just dripping out a little bit. But I don't even stop talking. That'd be sick. That'd be cool if I could pull that off. The last thing I want to do on this show is give any um, spotlight to what Will's doing outside of the <laughs> game. But yeah, we don't need to. If, if you've uh, been having a spooky time at yield music box you know who to thank for that and you also know who to blame for showing you fuck the devil and fuck the devil but this the two the devil. <laughs> yeah that's it you nailed it <laughs> fucking the devil too <laughs> and i listen i have you like the music i got you there that's it until you get me on the capsule tell me i was kind of sick but <laughs> um if you saw that and you missed our highs and lows yeah. Then you're um you're no longer welcome to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Actually, no, I take it back. You are, but what you have to do, and here's because we're eventually gonna drop this on you all. Yep. We love doing this. We don't respect the podcast format, but that's why you like us. Yeah. So we are trying our damnedest to get these out to you. When we can, but unfortunately, we are living in Biden's America. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks, Obama. So we're we have to do other jobs, and some we like, and some we don't like. Mm-hmm. So, just a plea to you all: we do not want to become rich off this. That'd be nice, but what we would like is to just be able to set time aside for you all and take some days off work, me behind the bar, Will behind a dog's ass. <laughs> we we want breaks and we want to be able to escape our worker hell. Yeah, I just want to do, y'all just help, me, help us out to the degree where I can do 30 hour weeks instead of 55 hour weeks. That's all I want. That's a goal for both of us. And that's not, that's not a lot to ask. Yeah, we're not gonna be like some of these New York podcasts that come rich and shit. Like we're unless you guys want us to, <laughs> we'll do it, and then we'll really this. We'll take it. Yeah, then we'll really be able to have fun. But... If you do that, though, we're gonna be. We're, you know, we're crashing can and shit. We'll take care of you if you make us rich. We'll really make it worth it. Here's yes. So eventually there'll be a real thing about this. So, but I'm telling you right now because it's coming. We. If you give us something to the tune of five bucks a month, that's not much. That's a less than coffee. We can commit. 
we can commit and we promise you'll get two episodes a week, one free, one Patreon, and we'll be able to finish the, the, the email draft that we have <laughs> without thinking about how we want to kill ourselves. Yeah. Um, we'll be able to do more extensive programming. And um, research and shit. Yeah. We, there's a lot we can do with just a little help from you all and a little extra time. Yep. It, we'll get there'll be more on this soon, but um, there'll be perks and everything. You will, you'll be part of the fam. Yeah. And we'll actually respond to messages you send us on Instagram. Yep. Instead of just the, our our alternating ways we respond, John always says like, "See you at the next one." Sends like a kissy emoji or something, and I just send hearts and praying hands. Yeah. Yep. I think you're all beautiful, so I flirt with all of you. <laughs> well, it used to be, John, it really all started when John first got into the Instagram and he looked at the messages from last time and he said I was too nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I believe you also, I believe you said it was also exceedingly lame to, to read how I responded to people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another promise. I'll quit insulting Will's kindness. Don't do that. That's fun. Well, I'll do it still. I'm lying, but you know. <laughs> oh, damn, you having an ice house over there? No. Well, that's the that's the that's the starting gun. So we've done our sales pitch, and now it's time for that thing you all have like, where what are they gonna do the third? Yeah, it's fucking October killed it. We were doing so good there for me. We were, yeah, horror shit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's also another reason we stopped and we hinted at that. We have a, something really cool to show you all. We really do. We have, and we're going to barrel through because um, yeah. it'll be worth it. We'll be as surprised as we are. <laughs> you will be. You'll be like, they got who? Yeah. To talk about what? What? Um, so if you want us to get to share our treat with you, and that'll be the last treat we share with you before we have a Patreon, because treats yep. will come on the Patreon. Yep. You got to beg for them. You got to beg. You're, yeah, you're going to like this one. So uh, we're still kind of like, we did that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It went pretty good. Yeah. So in order to get that, we got through three of these fucking things. So yep. So where, 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 where are we at? Where'd we, where'd we leave off? my friend well since i'm unprepared and didn't sleep very well <laughs> i have to open up the notes right now <laughs> and let's take a look so let's start off top so okay we we ended with mr bobby z and he did a movie called death becomes her mm-hmm. and uh it was a it was a hit it still remains to be a cult classic. Yeah. It's funny. It's spooky. It's all the stuff. Now, it's all the stuff you love. Now, after he does this, I think he does a couple of, he does a Tales from the Crypt. Yep. The one we said we don't care that much about. It's still good, but you know, we don't, need to, we don't need to lose our goddamn minds like we did about the other one. Right. Right. This is not go to the head of the class. This is not all around the house. But anyway, he's doing this. He does another television episode. I guess we're just starting here. All right. So he does another television episode. Yeah. Will, I know this one really, uh, really did it for you. And you have been dying to talk about it. So while I finish my oatmeal, let's uh, let's hear what Will's thoughts are on Johnny Bago. Johnny Bago. I had never. So when we started this, this was the one thing that not only had I not seen, but I'd never heard of in the, in the, in our Zemeckis research had never heard of this at all. No clue. Um, This is a really strange, um, definitely comedy leaning, but dark comedy, like mafia light, (laughs) Um, silly little show about a dude named Johnny Bago, who just keeps getting duped. He's a, he's like a fun-loving mama's boy. Um, hmm. But he's that kind of shit that I love where he's just a fucking idiot. 
um, and he trusts people. And uh, the the powers that be in the mafioso world uh, keep taking advantage of him because, as so many gentlemen out there, he just can't think straight when there's a lady around. Heard. And it's uh, it's really you know, it's 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 silly. Um, it's definitely pretty pretty slight in the world of Zemeckis, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. And Zemeckis only does the first one, but I believe he was showrunner, I guess. He was showrunner for the rest of it. Um, yeah, but he, but he directs the first one, and you can tell he's coming right off of Death Becomes Her because it's it's that kind of mischief for sure. There's flair to it. There's a real, yeah. like, I mean, the re- I only watched, I think, two more of the rest of the show. I do want to watch more of it, but... Yeah. Um, they do kind of it is that thing where the showrunner does the first episode it looks great you're like television shouldn't look this good yeah and then it like it yeah. settles into normal television mode but yeah. um, it's like when Mart when marty did boardwalk empire where you watch that first episode yeah. and you're like holy shit and then you watch the second episode and you're like well i'm glad the cast is still good <laughs> <laughs> well marty's like starting the episode finding like eight ways to film inside of a car yeah it's like <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. this is like that. Where Zemeckis like comes in so hot and clearly having a blast, and then it definitely dips. But it's it, I mean it's still fun. Um, but yeah, yeah at the very least watch that first episode. It's on YouTube. It's really funny and the like. The, it's like sex loaded, just like yeah. this becomes her, where everything is related to just idiot horniness, mm-hmm. which is always fun in Zemeckis world. <laughs> he's he's a great chronicler of horniness. Yeah. yeah, you should all check that out. But if that description of the episode sounds intriguing, or maybe it even sounds familiar. Oh, we didn't even describe it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you get the yeah. gist of it. We don't yeah, need dude to gets out, Dude gets out of prison. He was, he, he basically became the fall guy for, it, yeah, some, it, it, for it, some real it, shit that happened. So he's getting out of prison. That's when we meet him. It's his first yeah. day out. That's it. Yeah, it's a little like a field of honor. Hmm. Or maybe like a follow-up. Maybe some seeds were being planted. Mm-hmm. Some ideas were being explored. Because here's the reason for the season, my dudes. Um, Good one. <laughs> I need some water, maybe. Let's try water. <laughs> um is what started it all this is why we're doing this this is why we're here this is because of a late night incredible rant of text messages that i got which i was unable to locate because my phone can't really search so well anymore <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do well with functions <laughs> uh, it's just got straight up holes in it now like you can I see know. The I, I saw it the other night it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> But, you know, so I couldn't, unfortunately, I couldn't locate those texts. I'm going to keep trying so we can maybe, maybe for the uh, finale before surprise is revealed, I'll find them and we can read them because that is truly why this all happened. Um, I was, I was, I I was in a throes of confusion. Mm -hmm. It was a weird night. There was some stuff going on and I just was like, I don't know why I wanted to watch. I guess it. I think it was streaming somewhere and I just felt lazy and wanted to be a basic bitch. And uh, I was like, Forrest Gump. Haven't seen that since I was a kid. I do love Robert Zemeckis. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll see uh, what a certain uh, hero of ours uh, had, who wrote about this. Maybe I'll see what they saw. Yeah. Maybe they're crazy and I'm sane, you know? Like, uh, I think that all the time about everybody. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I pop it on and, uh, a freaking wellspring opens up in my head, like fucking Pegasus erupting from the blood of my brain. <laughs> and, um, I just like, I start annoying Will via text saying Forrest Gump is pretty fucking good. Because by this point, I'm trying to convince Will to watch American Sniper also. Yeah. So I'm so I'm like, I'm exhausted from that, moody about that. Um, and, you know, I was excited because you'd cease doing it momentarily. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, and I'm just drunk in bed, minding my own business, trying to fall asleep, watching It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another I'm night in still, paradise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've not had a drop of alcohol and I am just yeah. chewing and like ideas rolling off my head like fucking ticker tape about this movie. Yeah. And I'm just like in sad mode, drunk alone, sleeping in a child's bed. Yeah. I had at the time. Right. Um, you had so really up good. And I'm just, I was pissed. Like I, and I am sure I responded in kind where I was just really like, fuck off. You were <laughs> mad at me. You were like, that's the stupidest thing <laughs> I have ever heard. Fucking shut up. <laughs> uh, you did that. You also, um, then there was the episode where you told me, I oh, will have to find that one. I've got, I, if, if someone, you know what, if someone wants to re-listen to our episodes, and I don't have <laughs> Please to, tell us where it is, because we cannot do that. I do not want to listen to them. So, um, but you told me that it was, my reasoning for liking Forrest Gump was worse than just liking it. Yeah. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> Because I have seen God and you haven't. That was one of our best fights. That was one of the best. I never thought you would ever do it. I was like, yeah, well, I guess I'll just be grilled for this for the rest of our time knowing each other. Yeah. And I knew, I knew then I had to do it because as I've talked about a lot on this show, I have to constantly rewatch things that I either love or hate. And it was certainly long past time with ye old Forrest Gump. But I, you know, I wasn't excited about it, but it clearly planted something betwixt us. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it got those Zemeckis reels, wheels rolling. Even right. before before we, you know, before I watched it, before any of this shit, it got that, it got it moving. Before this Zemeckis, this stupid Zemeckis idea has now started to take on quite a life. Yeah. We can't talk about it yet, but we're hinting something. Let's just say my jokes about Ice House sponsoring this podcast might come true. They might. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So th- we just want to underline like this is not this there is this is a heavy series we're doing and you might want to listen to it before I don't know, before something. So yes, this is the reason we kind of started this was to re reappraise Forrest Gump. So and I knew I would get the only way I could get Will to see that Forrest Gump had more than just merit, like is a completely misunderstood kind of masterpiece. Um, I knew Will would have to go through all of Zemeckis. He had to see the context. Yep. I had to build because we, as I said before, I'd seen them all, but I'd never seen them in order. And I had and one after really, the other. Yeah. Even yep. though I liked, I always liked Zemeckis, I never had thought about the pieces and what, you know, the things that he does do and builds. And I never thought about it. I knew I was always happy to return to Zemeckis land, but I'd never thought about it. So, so there, there we went. Yes. So Will is kind of all of you probably listening to this right now. Yeah. You're like, I've been going through in order because it's very, very fucking rewarding. So anyway, now we've been just kind of whinging about this. So we're talking about Forrest Gump. Now, get in there. This is very cool because it's like we we just told you he left off with Death Becomes Her. Yeah, at Universal, which turned out to be his last film with Universal. Very true. What's a big career? What's uh, Forrest Gump again? Paramount. That's Paramount, right? So all of a sudden he switches, and I don't because Zemeckis is. so honestly dope and doesn't really do interviews and doesn't talk about shit because he doesn't want to it, at least for me anyway if someone else knows please tell us um but i really can't figure out it's kind of the same way how bob gale just disappeared i really don't know why um and i really don't know why the studio switch happened because seemingly you know it was going great with universal that's becomes there was a hit yeah kept going Obviously, he literally bankrolled them forever, still to this day, with Back to the Future. So I don't know what happened, but for whatever reason, he is now a paramount. Maybe no one wanted to take a shot at the book Forrest Gump. Yeah. So this is a book. I don't remember who wrote it. Feather wrote it. The feather, yeah, the floating feather. <laughs> we all remember that image. 
image movers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I'm sure that was a very hard shot to compose. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> it probably honestly took an unreal amount of time uh-huh. for that opening and closing, just to add that fucking feather. <laughs> That's the kind of level of uh, control this motherfucker was operating with. That he was like, "We're gonna take a week to get a feather." Yeah, and it was probably his favorite part. He was like, "I will be there every hour." Oh god, <laughs> just right in front of the screen, just his glasses. Yeah. yeah, so we don't need to just do the. We don't really need to describe Forrest Gump. You know what it is, motherfucking. Re- <laughs> 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 you, gotta, you gotta leave that in. <laughs> it also it made me think of the. It's because another fucking podcast uses it for their opening. Uh, but it made me it, the tone you took was that great line from Sopranos <laughs> when he says, "Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef." <laughs> That's the tone you just took with what you were about to say. Yeah, I won't finish that thought. <laughs> Um, but um, it's about a simple boy. Yeah, a very simple man. Let's hear. We'll 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 give you the terminology you all want. A neurodivergent human. <laughs> I mean, he is I not, just, know. not just neurodivergent, but also differently abled. <laughs> That's it, right? Yes, <laughs> and. Zemeckis seems to be using this character as a stand-in for an entire generation, the boomer. Entire generation, and yes, it is an all-inclusive entire generation, but it's no accident that uh, Forrest is a white boy who lives on a plantation. Please don't, as we begin this journey, and when you rewatch it, please don't miss the fact that that's where we start is that he is a very white boy um, living on a plantation. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. On a plantation. And um, yeah. Yeah. I love the flashback scene with the servants. <laughs> it's crazy. It was, I felt, I don't know, we talked about this in the surprise episode. We'll unleash at some point, but I felt like a fucking stooge within seconds of this rewatch. As soon as it started, I was like, I'm a dumb fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I truly was that immediately. I was like, I was slapped upside the head with everything that I had missed. And the whole movie clicked. And I was like, this is going to be the best watch I've ever had of any movie. <laughs> That's how I felt when I started like seeing it. Can't my, it- I just like shot up in my seat and was like, <laughs> okay, I am so pumped. It was crazy. What did it for me, honestly, is the beginning. I mean, the I, you know, the 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 stupid feather is very like cool sure. to look at. Sure. So, there's a feather, um, there's a bench. <laughs> yes, there's a bench. Um, there's uh, I, it something clicked for me when he is bugging that woman at the uh, at the bench about and the shoes. About shoes. Bugging a black person about their shoes is headed to who's clearly on their way to work, going to work, doesn't want a job, doesn't want to talk to anybody because they're just trying to get through another fucking day. And this again, very white dude from a plantation, a billionaire, (laughs) a billionaire at this point will not fucking leave them alone and just wants to tell them their story about how they became an accidental billionaire. And it's crazy. <laughs> like that, that's what started for me too. And then of course, when we hit the Elvis thing, when yeah, we okay. hit when we hit the like Elvis moment, which immediately shot me back in my seat to the back to the future moment. Yeah. Barry, it I was just like true, like like in a boring way, but that fucking everyone loves to share it. The Tim and Eric moment of the expanding universe. The, yeah. That couldn't have been more apt because my head was ripped to shreds. <laughs> you see immediately what's going on here. I mean, it's so just, clear. Let's it's just, so just let's just dispel some myths about old forest here. Yeah. Let's do that. Cause otherwise we're just going to go through the entire movie. And we're not for doing five that. hours. And we're, we're not these, we're not these. F- podcasts. <laughs> I'll believe it. So don't get um, to that. We're getting closer. Yeah. Um, 
Play. We'll just talk about our moments that we really want to hammer home so people will hopefully give it a shot. But go right. ahead. So let's dispel some myths. So yeah. first, real quick, before we attack the wide um, the impact that Forrest Gump had, let's just, because we're on the moment on the bench, use your head, use your non-neurodivergent head. Well, maybe some of you, but, you know. You, okay, you know, let me restart that. Why don't you use whatever head you have yep. and think about the famous line of the movie, which is life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get. Wow. It's think like hard, whispered in my ear. <laughs> think hard about what is being said there. It, we all took that line for granted, but life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get is the stupidest thing you could say because you do know what you're going to get in a box of chocolates. Okay. You very clearly know what you're going to get. Maybe you accidentally bite into one of those gross amaretto ones, but you know <laughs> where the amaretto ones are. Well, there's a picture guide. <laughs> there's a picture guide. And there has there's always a- been. I got very into this. I started researching <laughs> chocolating, uh, chocolatiering and yeah. about like gift, um, gift mm-hmm. chocolates. To see yeah. how long that has existed. And certainly oh. by the time of that movie, there, there was a guide on every chocolate box. Yes. Um, so that is a little key to the movie because what you think you're getting in the guise of like folk wisdom is just a stupid kind of like uh, unthought through way to say, but it sounds nice. Yeah. Well, it's also a very insane thing to say unless you are a fucking billionaire. Exactly. Because also for people who are born into certain places and born with certain attributes in this fucking world, goddamn right they know what they're going to get. They know what they're going to get and they have to fight against it every single day. (laughs) Every single day. Only someone who has fucking doped their way through life like means that and believes it because yes a lot of people know exactly what they're going to get just like the woman who was pissed you wouldn't shut the fuck up because she knows what her day is going to be like because it's the same as every fucking day is Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean she looks like she's probably going to work at a hospital or like a nursing yeah they look like like nursing shoes yeah Yeah. Um, i guess yeah and that kind of shows he's never seen nursing shoes before yeah it's almost like he's never seen anything around him Hmm. <laughs> so all you boomers listening and who loved this movie did you pay attention because i don't think zemeckis is having okay so this movie is seen as sort of a conservative fantasy would you say that's like kind of a great way to like yeah, describe how people view it absolutely that's what i thought of it as yes the trad thing amongst every DSA member, someone who thinks they're funny on Twitter, who are usually one and the same, uh, are trying to make jokes about Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's so stupid. God, what this boomer fucking shit. Conservative ass shit. Um, it ain't. And we're going to tell you why it is not. You all um, got... it's it's it, he, he bamboozled everyone. This one, best picture. Yeah, and it's you all know that, but crazy. Like, it, a movie flaying the people who embraced it with everything they have. Absolutely yeah. embraced it. And we are in a very interesting time in America at this point. So let's maybe see what may I have two examples as to where people's heads were at and how they could have missed this. Yeah. Mr. Clinton's. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's what 94 was. Rolling back Social Security. NAFTA. When we also got the 93 Telecommunications Act, which where Clinton allowed fucking monopolies to take over everything in the digital world. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we really ramped up our bombing of the Middle East. Mm -hmm. But no one had a problem with that. Everyone was thinking in a very Forrest Gump manner about our man Slick Willie shoving a cigar in Monica Lewinsky's pussy. <laughs> like, that's where people's heads were. <laughs> and that's what they cared about. And there was a lot of talk of like, well, I don't care if he is uh, an adulterer. He's our president. And 
that what does that have on policy making? Well, probably nothing except that he also uh, fucked children. Slick <laughs> <laughs> Willie at this time is hopping on Epstein flights. Okay. While people are running to the theater to because they're like, I saw there's movie Forrest Gump came out. There's a funny line where he says something bit me and it's a bullet. <laughs> and this movie comes out and it is a huge hit. I mean, I remember my parents, everyone rushed to see Forrest Gump. Because yeah, what, we were like seven? Yeah, we were. I was like, we yeah, it, I like first grade. yeah, so we're like seven or eight or something. And I remember my parents going to see it, being stuck with the babysitter, being like, oh. what the fuck is this Forrest Gump shit? <laughs> And uh, you know, church scene. <laughs> yeah, and we got to see it the second it came out on VHS because our parents yeah. or mine did thought this was a great movie. And except for the 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 uh, the sexual moments, I had to turn my eyes away. Yeah. I did too. Which that scene got me this time with the roommate. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It's again. It's just every step of the way. And folks, we're working very hard here to not ruin all of this because hopefully yeah. a lot of you will go, will try this after this. And we don't want to spoil all the moments because as we said, once the skeleton key has unleashed this thing, every scene is going to just, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that it's crazy. every moment, every moment is so purposeful and so mean to the people who went to see this movie. So here is proof. Here is proof that America was dead asleep at this time. Dead asleep. And the movie wins Best Picture. Our boy Zemeckis seems almost, you know, if you don't believe us, look up interviews. He seems almost (laughs) hesitant to talk about its success. Like, he seems uncomfortable with it. And I think the reason why is because he knew that this movie was misread, but at the same time knew I will be able to make anything I ever want for, well, for a good period of time. And also, very importantly, as we've said a couple times, for better and mostly for worse, as far as perception of him as a filmmaker up to this point in any respectful way, Zemeckis refuses to disrespect his audience as far as how people receive the movies. He loves to disrespect the people he's going for, like in Forrest Gump, but he will not tell you how to watch a movie. He never has and he never will. So he's like, well, yeah, it's clear in those interviews. He's like, I can't fucking believe this, but all right. Yeah. And when we talk with. No, that'll be good. Bleep. Um, uh when we talk with that person we'll uh i'm trying to remember things that we talked about and not repeat it um Tim. there will be a couple because <laughs> i just want to make a couple things fun. there'll be yeah. two things that i'll get off top here that we'll repeat but you'll hear this person's uh, thoughts on them so um yes yeah, so forrest gump wins the best picture it's huge um the movie uh you know does well when it's released on video um and uh, it just, from there on, it took on its own life. It became the Forrest Gump, and it was big, and then it was quickly reviled. I mean, how qu- I mean, how often, maybe that should tell you there was something else going on, that this movie is embraced and then, like, completely shit on. Like, like people treat it like it's Paul Haggis's crash. Which is... A true piece of shit. Yes. There you won't hear Ain't no secrets within that one, and that one I rewatch regularly. It's let me tell you, kind of gross, especially kind what gross. I know about Mr. Haggis. No surprise um, there. Yes. So this is this is real. Like we're not we do not just like revisit things and think they're great. We're not Canadian film critics. But uh, good yeah. dig, good yes. dig, <laughs> fuckers, you stupid vulgar tourist. God damn it. <laughs> what losers. Boy, you all look stupid for that one, don't you? Um, so <laughs> fired up. I'm excited to be potting again. Um, so Forrest Gump. Now, here's a couple of scenes that okay, so Will alluded to the uh the Elvis scene, which is quite key that uh 
Forrest uh, is responsible for Elvis's slutty swagger because his legs are in braces. And he can't he can't dance like a quote unquote normal kid would. Um, huh? I'm sorry, he can't dance like a a, a, a typically able. I don't know what the other side is. I didn't say it, folks. So you have a problem uh, uh, with that? You just you let Will know. It's Will's. Well, I, re- I really don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. He he can't dance like a, like your average kid down at the down at the barn. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever his mom says. Like you're not normal, Forrest. Um, who then fucks his principal, which is just awesome. Just slops the principal so that he can go to school. So he can go to the yeah, so he can get into the good school. The good school, the because his IQ is too low. The white school. Yes, his IQ is too low to get in to the white school. And uh hmm, never happened in history before, but yep, it's the way his mama gets it in. And also truly don't miss on your rewatch one of the just funniest moments when uh Forrest uh listens to them fucking. And then when the when the principal's leaving and he's all southern hot and bothered with his handkerchief walking out the door and says goodbye Forrest. Forrest just repeats the sound that he was making mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty wild I will say. Um, can I you imagine I, laying pipe and then just like the kid? No, can you imagine there, making just... that sound? Yes. That's the thing. I do make that sound. You can jack that. But yes. Ladies, that's what you have to look forward to is a man heaving over you. Yeah. And I just, I just like whimper the whole time. No surprise there, though. Oh, God. Will will cry on you. Yeah. Oh, I never on. So I have fucking respect the people who, for some reason, want to have sex with me. I don't cry on anyone. You just cry when you go to the bathroom when you're like, I'm going to clean up. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Yes. So, um, anyway, um, so, uh, okay. So he, yeah, this motherfucker, he just goes through life, um, basically asleep, much like the country at the time. Mm-hmm. And he waltzes and waltzes key through history, through American history. This is not like a, a movie about like, wouldn't it be funny? This is deeply allegorical for how Zemeckis saw his generation and growing up. And if you think that American or uh, Back to the Future is some sort of like conservative, like, can't we return to the 50s? Then I point to Forrest Gump to show you just how... Zemeckis might feel about his generation. Just to hammer it home again real quick. Yeah. So Forrest is given credit for Elvis Presley's dance, right? So again, as we all know, you know, it's no secret. No one argues with it even. It's that much of a, of a, a truth. Okay. <laughs> uh, even the biggest fans ever who are, you know, white supremacists don't argue with the fact that Elvis stole... <laughs> You know, yeah, well, Elvis and Elvis and the people that created him, you know, for sure, jumped off the backs of uh, black artists to do that. And in Back to the Future, um, Marty McFly is given the credit for <laughs> creating Chuck Berry, essentially, um, yeah. another right. black artist. So in the in the Zemeckis universe, he has already brought us black back around. Oh, black around, good back around, back around, around. <laughs> around to. Um, but it's even more so this time because that one, right? It's it's it's. Well, Marty it, knowingly steals black music. Where yeah. Elvis, Forrest, well, before we get to for, like Elvis, I'll say this: I agree with you on Elvis, but I also think Elvis. Well, he's created. He's cre- he was created by the yeah, but he was a, and by people around him and given these things to do, and he was, he was a fan. OG, yes, he was the OG son of Tom Hanks. He was a like Chet Hanks, and he just—you take that out. <laughs> yes, you can figure out what I said there. And he is just a dude that wants, like, you know, he was like, uh, 
kind of like the Backstreet Boys back in the day when they would throw on a FUBU jacket and just be like, what's up, dude? Yo, player. You heard it here first. John defends known pedophile Elvis Presley. <laughs> well, I didn't disputing that. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. like, I'm just saying Elvis was a little more complicated in how he got to that music. Where, oh, sure. we're seeing Marty just out and out steal it, and knowing he's changing history is just taking it. Knowing he's yes, and and then, um, then Forrest being the person who should be is like the next step down from the person who's a gentrifier. Like you think that you could say that about Elvis and Elvis would be worse than Forrest. But as we find out, no, no, no. No. So Forrest has a hand in helping steal from a gentrifier. And that's a funny way to start the movie. But over the course of the movie, Forrest finds himself around um, a lot of people and a lot of these scenes were taken very much out of context when they came out. The one that a lot of liberals love to really get riled up over is the Black Panther scene. Mm-hmm. And the Black Panther scene, going to say it right now and I won't repeat it. They are not making fun of the Black Panther Party. They are. Jesus Christ, not at all. They, and that's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of reviews say They that. couldn't seal the deal more of what we're doing here how much actual respect is shown for the Black Panther Party because guess what? That's one of the only groups of people in this entire movie who were like, get this piece of shit out of here. Yes. Yes, they do kind of cover for a guy who beats Jenny, but... Yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, Zemeckis, because Zemeckis is a complicated dude and he refuses to, you know, paint things simply, which is great. Yes. Because that shit is real, right? You know, obviously in movements of those times, that kind of stuff existed. But they are the people in this movie who are like, we can fucking see you coming from a mile away. Get the fuck out of here. You have nothing yeah. to do with this. You don't even you don't even know what what does he call what uh, his joke? God. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the joke is, but but no, that's not that scene is the the furthest from making fun of the Black Panthers. Yes, it is showing that this person and Jenny to a certain degree really are not as engaged as they think they are. No. They're not engaged with their time at all. And if you think I'm bullshitting you, let's talk about the scene that immediately follows when they're kicked out. The most, I can't, if there's just visual representation to talk about what the movie's doing, this is it. Ginny and Forrest, they're walking out past, I think like the Capitol or something like that. And there's a candlelight vigil of a bunch of people who have lost people during the Vietnam War. And they, what looks like a beautiful shot, and it is, of them walking in the opposite direction, key, opposite of the procession, they don't seem to have any care or idea that this is going on because of the world, that these people are dying needlessly, um, as Forrest is going to, I guess he had already found out at that point, which makes it worse because it's like, you were just in war, motherfucker. But he wasn't. He was never in one. You were, but you weren't. It's like he was never there. Yeah. Well, he's never. Yeah. Because he's true. It's crazy. Uh, It's just nuts that. You lost Bubba. Involved in this movie were like, let's talk about solipsism. And the way we're going to do it is through a simpleton. And I just can't. That's why I, when I watch that, when I see that shit with Zemeckis, I'm like, I would have been fucking flabbergasted too, man. This is for the, cause he doesn't, what's crazy too. And why I said at the, at the top that I felt like a dumb fucking piece of shit <laughs> is because it's not sneaky. Like it's, this is not subtle. What no. he's doing. It's not subtle at all. He's not even trying to like pull one over. No. Like he, and when it's like um, that certain person talked about, when he saw the press screening of this and he was flabbergasted how everyone reacted because he saw what Zemeckis was making, which again, is very clear. It's not, you know, we're not like uncovering some, you know, like a couple layers down intentions of a, of a filmmaker. It's on the surface throughout the whole movie. Yeah. This is why we love this guy because he wasn't sucking the Clinton gas hose like everyone else was. And well-meaning people were, I mean, 
it was a different it, it's shocking to think like where we were in the country it's where we still are people are still have that shit in their mouth yeah i mean we're getting closer to breaking it but it probably will never get broken but it's cracking and some people notice it but yeah. or they don't because they fucking missed american sniper but <laughs> we've also we're also very different from when that came out so um but yeah. We uh, some people saw this movie for what it was, and uh, that's cool. So, so you know, you have that scene where they're moving against the the protesters and the candlelight vigil. Soon after that, another scene that I think is extremely key to the movie. That this is the one where it's like, I'm sorry if you if this misses you, then I'd start pulling that lever for old Lori Lightfoot because. Uh, <laughs> Um, Forrest is, uh, he, Bubba dies in a scene where Forrest gets bit by a bullet. Bubba saves everyone. Everyone, but can't find Bubba. And that, I think, isn't, I think that's just tragedy. It's just, it's very, that's a very sad scene. I, 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 it's a very sad scene. Uh, even though it's like, you can't be sure that Forrest does it. Yeah. It's sad because you think Forrest is not really processing what's happening, that he's losing his only friend. Yeah. That friend was going to be played by Dave Chappelle originally. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle has talked about like, damn, I should have taken that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can you imagine? Well, they put him in You've Got Mail because Tom Hanks was like, I'm sorry about that. We'll put you in You've Got Mail. What a bummer. Yeah, you could have had an Oscar, but uh, here, here's a movie about uh, someone who does something very similar to what Forrest is about to do. <laughs> so Forrest, um, he takes over Bubba Gump Shrimp. Now, you've probably been there with your family on vacation. You love Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. You look at those waiters at the restaurant trying not to walk back into the walk-in and put a, a gun muzzle in their mouth every time really happy people yeah who every time they have to go fucking serve you fucking like cornbread and then someone goes hey life's like a box of chocolate and they're just holding back the tears and anger because <laughs> they're like i ah, would you like water <laughs> so think about those people think about those people tip your bubba gump uh servers yeah. a lot but yeah because Forrest made it they him and him and Bubba right you guys yeah. know they they decided to be partners they were gonna do this together the shrimp and business they, yeah oh that was good nice you got the right spit amount in there that was impressive for I, I don't want to die for <laughs> damn I wish everybody could see the face I'm convinced you like put fucking chew in and everything it looks like it that's good that was good thank All you right. Yeah, no one else going to do this shit together. Yeah, you know what I'm wearing to the Halloween party. <laughs> you be Bubba Gump and I'm gonna be Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, so we're yeah, so they take over Bubba Gump. Uh, uh, he he and Lieutenant Dan figure out that they're gonna do this together. Yeah, and um, doesn't go very well. So Forrest horribly, can't go catch horribly. Him. Catch like one shrimp. Run shrimp, a lot of like um, car parts and stuff oh, like that. What a, what a shock in Zemeckis land. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Mm. Car parts return. What could be he be doing there? Um, <laughs> they, that's mostly what they pull out is like yeah, it is. old no, life. Yeah. Oh, no, I noticed because of yeah. what we did. <laughs> I was like, haha, I'm not going to miss shit now, Mr. Zemeckis. Now that I'm on the right track. Yeah, third eye is open. (laughs) So they're like, well, shit, what are we going to do? So Forrest in his whimsy over with his his narration says something to the degree of, and I talked to God that night. I said, God, would you help me and Lieutenant Dan? (laughs) Guess what God does? (laughs) Guess what God does? Or the randomness of the world, as random as that damn fucking feather floating in the air. Just random stuff, just like chocolates. All of it's random. But under the guise of America at the time saying, with God on our side, old Bobby D said it best. Uh, Actually, with God on our side is a great, you should listen to with God on our side and then watch Forrest Gump. Yeah. Fuck, actually, damn. Yeah. Okay. 
That's maybe that's the name of the episode. This might just be a Forrest Gump oh. episode, and then we do the rest. Um, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so with so with God on their side, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. So with God on their side, Forrest gets his quotes prayers answered, and a gigantic storm comes and gives Forrest a bunch of uh, shrimp, or he's able to. But how does he get all the shrimp? Well. It's not that God just puts a butter shrimp in his fucking net. What God does, and if God does this, boy, is our existence bleak. God decides, or the world and nature, to wipe out the entire black shrimping industry. Now, overnight, overnight, this is only alerted to you very briefly in a newspaper. Hmm. I think we've come around little hints in newspapers before. Yep. And we see that Forrest can now get his in Lieutenant Dan, these two male ass crackers can now take all the shrimp for themselves because they have no more competition. That entire black community now is going to be destroyed yeah, the ones who didn't literally die already in the storm. In the, exactly. We don't know how many people probably died in that storm. Yes. It's, I think yeah. there might be a hint on the newspaper, but. Yeah, there probably is. You got to yeah. go back on that. I'm, I, I got to pull all the newspapers. Yeah, we'll we'll do a follow-up, seeing what's on that newspaper. That'll be our zine, the newspapers, newspapers, newspapers of Robert Zemeckis. I, I, hey, that's a. That's actually not a bad idea. Don't steal that. Um, so that's how we Forrest sets in motion his entire fate life how he can get Ginny back who literally only comes to him because he's got the bag and she it's that those scenes are so fucking sad holy shit he is like because a lot of people like say like she's portrayed in a misogynist way I don't think so Ginny well, they set up Ginny's background, and it is pretty fucking horrifying oh. and disturbing. Yes. God doesn't answer Ginny's prayers. Nope. Um, well, so, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you know what happens to Ginny. And Ginny, very allegorically, does stand in for the... Um, the foils of that generation, the more obvious mistakes that we see, not the ones that are underneath the surface that Forrest embodies, which is worse than Jenny, but the surface problems that we have, the drugs, the excessive sex, which were problems, but those are fun things. And I don't think Zemeckis has a problem with either. So this is not a puritanical Jenny's being punished by God. And if you think that, then you are part of the problem. It's never that at all. It's never that at all. And Jenny, without Jenny, this whole thing fails. Falls apart. Yeah. Falls apart. And also, just to be clear, that's not all she is either. She's not just a plot device. She's not just something to, like, seal this deal. Like, to me, it's a very real character of a very real kind of person who is incredibly well-meaning. Yeah. Um, and not simple. Jenny is not simple. No. Jenny is somebody who has, in my opinion, anyway, Jenny is someone who has been through so much that all they can do is see what's right in front of them. And that is the way that they survive. And to me, that is an immense amount of respect for a character like that. And a far, far cry from like calling it misogynist or anything else. Um, to me, that is, yeah, that's exactly what that is. That is studying somebody, you know, a character study of someone who can't see for very specific reasons, which is not the case with Forrest. And it's important It's important that we have both of those things happening at the same time because Jenny also is, is hungry, right? She has this hunger and she, she wants to find... She wants to live. Yeah, she wants to live. She wants to find something that will allow her to see outside of that. To me, that's her whole goal, right? She doesn't want to only see this. Like, she doesn't want to have the blinders on. The but you know, I hate to use the word because fucking Halloween and everybody has ruined it. But she wants to be able to see outside of her trauma. She wants to not be defined by her trauma. 
She yeah. wants to not be defined by what happened when she was a little fucking kid. Yes. And she's trying desperately her whole life to figure that out. And at the end of the movie... And her luck has not been so good. No, her divorce has fallen awful. ass backwards, un, unearned into everything. Yep. And she has done nothing but try. And try to be a part of great things. Try Even to she do doesn't understand it. She's trying. She yeah. has tried so hard. And it doesn't work. Because guess what? <laughs> Sometimes... Again, life is not like a box of fucking chocolates. For some people, you are born a certain kind of fucking chocolate and you are stuck being that shit your whole life, no matter how hard you try to get out of it. No matter how hard. And that, that sorry, sorry to rant. No, that's right, get, though. That's the point. I, I just of- get really mad about the, the people saying that Jane's character is misogynistic or a throwaway or just a plot device. That is bullshit. It's <laughs> too easy. One fucking loser said that and a bunch of people who don't trust yeah. their own opinions and thoughts decided to just repeat <laughs> yeah. oh, so, it's um, all the way the way the song unfolds when Forrest finds her at that at that <clears throat> i guess it's like a you know strip club of sorts um, doing a bob dylan song doing a bob dylan song um, which is also very cynical in a great way from Zemeckis yes because again it's so on the nose, he, I imagine him in that moment being like, <laughs> everyone's going to laugh so hard and think it's so stupid because I'm going to go with the most obvious songs. That's, well, we'll get to the soundtrack. Sure. But I'm going to go with the most obvious songs about this shit you can imagine. So, no one in the wind. Yes. Lowing in the wind, which is forest. Which, which is forest. It's which the is, feather. And it's such a, again, it's none of this is subtle. But it became brilliant because nobody saw it. It's crazy. That's the mastery of Zemeckis. He's yeah. he's not hiding. I mean, there are certain directors that do hide things, and you have to find them, and it's easy. Yeah, but we, like, you can like that too. But that, it's great. A lot of great films had to be made that way. I mean, this movie does feel, and we talk about it with our guests, but I'll repeat it because I think it's important that you think of a movie like that John Ford would have made. Well, he would have to hide stuff, but. Yeah. He would also be good at, you could see things there. I mean, this movie is very much a, like a studio system, like an old studio system type movie, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. trying to give you this sweet thing, this box of chocolates that you think you're getting, um, but you're not. You're getting a pretty uh, acidic, black licorice tasting box of chocolates. Yeah, that so, every every one of them has a fucking cornerstone of anise in it. <laughs> like, yeah. Truly. Yeah, and a Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and you're numb like Forrest. And yeah, I mean the blowing in the wind is great because she's doing a strip tease and trying to impart but not even a strip tease. She's not because she's not because there's no and again it's so it's so important for that you character. You just make it under the She's just naked because there's no, there's never a goal of like showing more or showing less or anything changing throughout it. Yeah. Jenny's whole thing is like, okay, if I have to be naked up here, I'm going to try really hard in the only way that I know to get somebody to listen to something. And again, it's so harsh and it's so sad that it's fucking blown in the wind by goddamn Bob Dylan. And that's all she's got because she can't fucking see anything. Like no one's going to listen to the song like that's you're at a strip club like no one is going to it kind of reminds me of uh now like those those fucking dummies that threw the soup on the van gogh paintings it's just this like no one's gonna notice no one cares you think you're well they're funded by an oil heiress in the cia Mm. but um, yeah uh but you know jenny you know believes she's doing the right thing but it's a little misguided because it's like well no one's gonna care no one's gonna hear the words to blowing in the wind at a titty bar no they're just gonna try to grab you yeah um but you know she tries more than forest tries yeah um so she ditches Forrest after that yeah so the music is is i think key um which is the thing i even ranted to you about when you were on your fever your fever dump about this masterpiece i even i'm pretty sure even at some point i brought up you know just like one of the some i'm sure i said something very intense you know just like one of the worst fucking soundtracks ever compiled or something that, that got, got me because i started doubting myself for a second i was like yeah 
maybe I'm just living in a broken home and I have uh, problems. <laughs> maybe, I'm, uh, maybe I'm having an issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was, but not in that way. No. Um, uh, it's again, it's again why I was so disappointed in myself on every level. But I'll say this quick aside to our listeners. Don't beat yourself up about this, you know, like it, it, I truly, I truly in that moment, I was filled with shame, like as a human being, as a person who loves art and a person who supposedly is very open-minded about movies, right? That's what I like to tell myself. Um, And I am in some ways, but clearly in many ways still, I can be very fucking conservative about how I intake certain kinds of art and the pretensions that come with certain kinds of things presented in a certain way and i can still miss those things so you know be nice to yourself it's okay if you also fucking thought (laughs) this was just a monstrous horrific movie oh i know i did at one point in life yeah it's just like that i think i think i would usually say to people oh i love zemeckis the one of the the bad one is forrest gump yeah oh yeah yeah like well there's only one person who <laughs> who fucking led the charge uh for this movie so and everyone liked it they just didn't get it oh yeah 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 so but well, they just missed it which it, it really is a, it's a very fascinating accidental bamboozling because i really think that i really don't think like zemeckis was mad because he always is and he always gets his digs in and he feels better clearly when he like excises this anger from himself and what he's seeing in the world and what he isn't seeing. Um, he definitely always feels better, but at least in my opinion, I don't think there's ever been a time where Zemeckis sets out to be like, fuck you. Yes. We're all fucking idiots. Here you go. I don't think that's the case at all. I It, it feels to me with this fresh perspective that he was like, we all need to see this right now. We all need to, you know, it's a a bit of a wake-up call. I imagine is what he kind of thought of it as, but instead it couldn't have been less of that. It was people, Forrest Gump became the sleep masks to like really seal the deal of how much people were sleepwalking. Yeah, he's not trying to do a gritty like, you know, retelling of the sixties. He knows it's not that, combat yeah. shock. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds that, silly, but I thought of that movie while I was watching the Vietnam yeah, scenes. Absolutely. I was like, this is because I was like, is this nihilistic? I kept having that thought. And I was like, it's not, it's really not at all, you know. But it's he, angry, but it's not nihilistic. Yeah. It's like how Marty does Wolf of Wall Street. He mm-hmm. the only way he can really show you the pow- the dark power that that movie is trying to sh- conjure is you have to you have to try to be in the mindset of characters who are seduced and swayed by this. Yep. And, or else you're just talk, you're telling people and you're not giving them something to experience that maybe there's a little heart of darkness in you and you don't like to. Same, the, same as Raging Bull. It's, you know, same it's Raging Bull. Well, the thing he's always loved, you know, you could, you could list them all, but right. But in Zemeckis did it, but this, but, but Wolf of Wall Street being the example, cause it's like pop. You know, yeah. it's got a pop feel. And yeah. this is like, I mean, Forrest Gump's like um, a Norman Rockwell painting over like Goya's, like uh, like the third of May painting, <laughs> you know? It's like- Wow, it's, there's, a, there's a poster too to put in the back pocket. Yeah, you start scraping away that little, uh, that little fucking soda shop with the dog and then you see a guy being lined up against the wall by, yeah. rep, by the government. So, um, where else should we go with this? Um, well, it's, I'm trying to be good. I really don't want to. I really don't want to ruin everything. Yeah, maybe we, let's just end it there. Maybe I think. Maybe, yeah, and I think that's an episode. Because <laughs> yeah, because if we go, we cannot. No, we can't contact what lies beneath and cast away with this. I don't yeah. think it is right to the work, honestly. No. So let's just keep going. Yeah. Let's just keep. All right. I mean. Uh, the, so, so you know what, folks, we're gonna leave you with Forrest Gump for right now. <laughs> you have to get on board with this key text in this movie yep, to keep going. To keep going, or you can't. You can't pass go. Yeah, to and to and you can beep this if you want, because if we don't want to give it away yet. But 
and I won't say why even to you yet. I'm not going to do it till we record, but you got to, you got to come with us on this forest gum journey before we can talk about why Beowulf will fucking blow the roof off. <laughs> if you want us to get to Beowulf, then you better, oh. you take some time with this because I'm very, we're both dying to get to Beowulf. We didn't think we were. <laughs> Honestly, that was along with another one. Yeah, we were dreading. One, that was, I was dreading it. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go back to this. So far, only one has not really. Yep. Well, we'll get to it. So, yes. Yeah. Well, um, we'll, be, we'll be back quick. There's yeah. not going to be a big gap because fucking there are two days left in October. Yeah. And this contract, this, this fucking blood contract is dried it's and it's about to be rolled up finally and fucking pushed into Satan's flaming asshole. That's right. Where it roll, belongs. roll that fucking horror joint up and smoke <laughs> that shit to Forrest Gump. And, uh, <laughs> one hit, one hit all the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tex Avery style. Just yes. So that is where we're going to leave you all for now. Uh, you can find Forrest Gump just about anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you have no excuse for not rewatching it. We don't normally do this, but uh, you want to piss up with your reactions, honestly. Mm. I, I, this is a big deal for us because if this hits the way we want it to, just wait till we, well, just wait till we take this to the next level. <laughs> yeah. And putting Forrest Gump in front of people in the yeah. right context. Let's so just think both of John's nipples will be out. They'll be out of hard <laughs> and pierced. <laughs> the <little> dangles <laughs> hearing. Yeah. So uh okay. We'll uh yeah. we'll we'll see you next time with uh very soon where he goes post gump. Post gump. Post gump. <laughs> We'll take you on the next journey before he goes into the uncanny valley. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. All right. Bye, friends. <laughs>